Hi everybody. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to quickly thank you all for your support of the show. It's been really great to hear people's feedback and to see people playing the games themselves. If you want to help support the show, consider jumping on iTunes and leaving a review. Otherwise, you can tell a friend about us, or tweet about us, or kidnap people and force them to listen. This episode is an easier room, so if you wanted to try and run an episode for some beginners, like we are, this is a good room to start with. Alright, on with the show. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. It's like telling scary stories around a campfire, except with a lot less murderers who've escaped and killed a hiker at this very spot, and a lot more six-digit combinations. Each episode, our puzzle master, Danny takes two contestants through a room of her own creation that exists purely in her mind and on the pieces of paper in front of us all, and in front of you at home. And this episode, our two contestants are Greg and Stavros. How are you? Hello. Hello. Good, thank you. How are you? I'm well and ambivalent. Now, you two have not done this show before, obviously, but you've also never done escape rooms before. That's true. I have done escape rooms. You've done an escape room? Yes. Uh, but they, you have done uh, some tabletop stuff. We've done some tabletop yes. stuff before, so the basic mechanisms you'll pick up very quickly. However, there are a couple of slightly different rules from the way that we play our tabletop games. Namely, you can't go around breaking stuff. That is never going to be part of a solution and will not get you out of the room. That was my entire solution. I figured I had to break it to you quickly. Damn. That's that's how I live life, in fact. I just go around breaking things. (laughs) Well, without too much extra introductions, Danny, if you'd like to get us started with the room and we can move on from there. Now, I play-tested this room. I won't be playing, but I can give helpful hints if you ever need them. Or unhelpful Mm. hints in the form of terrible wisecracking (laughs) jokes. Yeah, we know that you're somewhat beginners, so we might be generous. We'll see how much you need. Maybe you won't need any hints at all. I'm hardcore. All right. (laughs) Let's get started. You wake up from a dreamless sleep, lying on the floor in the last place anyone wants to find themselves. The dentist's office. You shake yourselves properly awake and struggle to remember... You're quite sure you came in for some, you know, standard outpatient work, but despite the lack of windows, you have a strong intuition that it's now nighttime. Something must have gone wrong. You quickly reach up to your mouths, but you feel no pain, no creepy post-anesthetic numbness, not even any gauze stuffed against your gums. It's like no procedure was done on you at all. But you definitely remember Dr. Stevens lying you down in the chair and sticking the gas mask on your face. And speaking of Dr. Stevens, he's nowhere to be seen. You pick yourselves up and head for the door, but it's locked. And not just with a normal lock, but a small letter keypad. You've been to Dr. Stevens several times, but you've never seen this. It's like it was just added today, added just to keep you in. Your hearts begin to beat a little faster. You try to tell yourselves this is a simple mistake. Someone just forgot about you and they'll show up soon, horrified at their mistake, and you can all laugh about it later. But you're not really convincing yourselves. You can't shake the feeling that when someone does show up, they won't be a person you want to see. You look around the room for anything that could help you get out. It looks like a standard dentist's office. In the center of the room is a long reclining chair for patients, with a wheelie chair beside it for the dentist, as well as a tray of instruments. Also, there is a small mobile sink. Coming down from the ceiling above this is a long piece of electrical equipment with a camera sort of thing at the end, and you recognize it as the x-ray machine. In the southeast corner of the room is the door, with its keypad. 
The northwest corner has a desk and desk chair with Dr. Stevens's computer. And on the wall beside it are two fancy degrees from different universities. The southwest corner contains a cabinet labeled first aid, as well as a shelf of various gas canisters. In the final corner is a huge bench with books and model teeth at one end and a real proper sink at the other. Now with this bench, there's a significant amount of undercupboard space. Uh, the area underneath the books has two swinging double doors that could open and there's a small door underneath the sink. As you scan, one thing in particular catches your eye. In the mobile sink in the middle of the room, there's a large amount of blood and you have no idea whose. It gives you the sense that you should probably try your hardest to get out of here. Just for a bit of extra fun, I've never been to a dentist, so all of my knowledge about the things in this room are from Google image searches. So if I've been inaccurate about anything in here, shut up. I'm doing my best. <laughs> and, don't, and stop making fun of her teeth. They're really bad, but it's, it's fine. Gregory. Well, I'm, uh, I'm really interested in how this uh, hydraulic chair works, so I'm going to play around with that for a little bit. The reclining chair? Yeah. Well, it's a pretty normal reclining chair as far as you can see. There's a lever on one side that controls how reclined it is. It can go all the way from completely upright to completely lying down with very little force required. To be annoying, I am just going to press those buttons for a while. It's just one lever that will make it go <laughs> up and down, but all right. So you are in the center of the room. Tilting a chair up and down wildly for a while. Exactly. Stavros, so, what about you? The first thing that, that I'd want to check out is um, Dr. Stevens' computer. Mm -hmm. Just you know, just in case we can maybe open it and see what's, what's going on. Sounds like a great idea. You move the mouse and, of course, the screen prompts you for a password. Blast. Luckily, there's a hint button. And the hint is my nickname. Mm. Can I have a look at, the, uh, at his, his uh, degrees? One degree is a DDS. Do you know what that stands for? Dental something. You're almost there. You're <laughs> one third there. It's a doctor of dental surgery from Riverwood Dental School. The other is an MDent, which might be... Master of yes. Dental <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, from Demolac University. Now, I actually have images of those for you. I'm getting really worried about these universities. I've never heard of them before. Are they even in Australia? It's a little scary. Yeah. This, this dentist, just even though I've been visiting him for a very long time, seems dodgy to me. All right. Mm -hmm. You can have a read of what you see here for our listeners. Uh, degree one, DDS, Riverwood Dental School, Exelton University, Natura Ingenium Dissector. Awarded to Michael Stevens, executed by Lauren Grant. So his name is Michael. I feel like that would be an interesting... An interesting point. That does seem interesting. MS or something like that. Yeah. I know in our school, people usually had abbreviations of, of their strange... Fortunately, you will not be required to just flounder around trying to guess various yeah. nicknames that Michael Stevens could have. Yeah. It right. will be something Steve clear. <laughs> Steve-o. All right. Degree two. Mdent Demolac. Esni Lexis not... Iriuxi Puzrwa. What language does this strike you as? That is not Latin. Um, <laughs> that that seems very strange, don't you think, Stavros? Hmm. Let me have a look. Hmm. I, I can't discern what kind of language that might be. 
Maybe it's Pig Latin. Um, awarded to Michael Stevens and officiated by Joaquim Diaz. Well, I mean, I think an important thing is that we need to discern his nickname eventually. Obviously, we, we don't want to be too stuck on that. Mm. But just having a look around the room. I might uh, go have a look at the sink, teeth, and books. Uh, sure. So you're going to first the sink in the non-mobile yep. sink. Yep. So... There's no blood in this one. This one's very normal. It's got all the normal stuff around it, like liquid soap, hand towel, paper towel dispenser. The paper towels you notice must have been special ordered because they're emblazoned with the names of a uni- with the name of a university. Each towel says Demolac Medical in big letters. Can I open the cabinet under the sink? That cabinet, that cupboard under the sink opens quite easily, but it reveals nothing except some small, slightly shoddy pipes. Mm. All right. Well. Uh... I might just play around with the teeth a little bit. Sounds like fun. They're models of people's mouths. They're alarmingly realistic. You think they must be something that dental students practice on. There are five of them sitting here, each one with its own little problems that would need fixing. You know, missing teeth, loose fillings, a little bit of everything. I'm going to take one, walk up to Stavros and go, Hello, Stavros! <laughs> with it. And be like, How are you today? And then I say, Gregory... Come on, we need to try and stop messing around. Probably, but this is funny. <laughs> All right, I go back. And... What is an escape from a possible homicidal dentist without laughter? Exactly. Stavros, anything that you want to look at? Well, first of all, I'd just like to, you know, maybe just go up to the door and, you know. That's a great idea. <laughs> turn the handle, see if it's locked. <laughs> see if, if there's anything that, you know, um, I think you might have mentioned the door was locked already. It is locked and it's got a funny brand new looking keypad with letters on it. So you need some sort of password mm. to exit okay. now. Yeah. What books are there? You can't really make heads or tails of them. There are heaps. Some of them are brand new. Some are falling apart. Some are library books. All of them way too technical for your understanding. If there's anything helpful here, you'd think that only a dentist themselves could possibly find it. I'm going to sequentially work through them, shaking them out to see if there's anything inside. Fair enough, but nothing falls out. Okay. It's a pretty bare room, isn't it? For a dentist's office, there's there's nothing really uh, so far that we've seen. We haven't checked the first aid and gas I mean, yet. I have 15 things in my list of stuff well, that you can I check mean... out. <laughs> Just, I was just thinking about the, the desk of the, uh, the dental tools. Ah, yep, the trayer tools. Is there anything that, that might be useful for, for you know, picking a, any kind of lock that's on the door? You're not really an expert, and you've just come out of anaesthetic, so yeah. your fine motor skills might be a little bit hazy. Okay, that makes sense. But most of them you recognise, you know, the little scrapey bits, scratchy bits, yeah. pulley bits, little mirror, that sort of thing. But yeah. there are a few there that you've never seen before, and... Hmm. Besides looking a little bit alarming, you're not so sure. I just realised me and Stavros woke up on the same chair on top of each other. It's... Look, you don't question how Dr. Stevens does his business. Creepy. (laughs) Saucy. I like it. (laughs) No adult themes. (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna just go have a look at those gas canisters in the the bottom left corner. They're smaller than you would have expected, almost like they're single-use or something. They're all oxygen, nitrous oxide, nothing surprising. They're attached to masks that have scented filters on them, so the gas smells nice. Mm. There's half a dozen of them, and you read flavours like licorice, raspberry, rose, and coffee. New car smell. You press a little button on top of one of the canisters trying to activate it, but it doesn't work. 
and next to the buttons on all of them are a little small groove, like some sort of chip needs to be inserted before the buttons will work. Strange. And the well, first... they don't want just anyone having gas. <laughs> the first aid cabinet. Can I open that? <laughs> I'm afraid it doesn't open. Oh. There's no padlock attached, but there is an old-fashioned looking keyhole. The lack of the first aid cabinet being open and the locked door it's are very dangerous. Someone from OHS should really right? check this out. I mean, oh, you've got a bloody sink sitting there. I get the feeling safety isn't someone's priority. The dentist chair. Sure, the spinny chair yep. that he would sit on. It's small and quite light, and its wheels move almost soundlessly along the floor. Its seat is on a swivel, so it can spin in both directions. What about the um, the x-ray machine? Is there any, any kind of... Well, all the really complicated electronic parts are up on the ceiling, mm -hmm. but the bit within your reach is the actual camera that would take the x-ray photographs of patients' teeth. Of course, this is very sensitive medical equipment. You can't just turn it on. It requires a password. Mm. That's fair, considering it's radioactive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, sounds like we have a number of passwords to figure out. Mm. There are a couple. But we have one hint of one, and if, uh, if computer safety has taught me anything, it's that most people these days use really bad passwords. You will not have to guess the password. <laughs> you will find it. I type in password one, password two, <laughs> guess, login, password three. <laughs> It yeah. continues for a few hours. <laughs> if I lay down on the chair, on the on the main... The patient's, patient's chair? chair mm -hmm. um, do I see anything on the roof? No, you're pretty much looking straight up into the x-ray camera. Right. There are still a couple of little things around the room that you haven't looked at. Well, Stavros, you can check out the bloody sink. <laughs> <laughs> you edge nervously towards the bloody mobile sink. Yes. As you saw, there's a whole heap of blood in there, and just looking at it makes your skin crawl a bit. But what you didn't notice before was that someone has gone to the effort of writing a word in the blood. The letters are blocky, you know, the way numbers appear on a calculator. And it says S-P-I-N-I-S. Spinus. Um, I'm going to go over to the desk again. The Which desk this the, time? Uh, the computer desk. The computer desk. In the corner. Well, looking around that desk, you now notice something that was sitting beside the computer that Stavros missed. <laughs> it is a single x-ray image of someone's mouth. Their teeth look fine to you, but what do you know? A small sticker has been fixed to the bottom of the image with a series of numbers handwritten on it. So there's a big four, a big five, and a little zero on the first line. On the second line, there's a big nine, a big zero, and a little zero. And on the third line, there's a big one, a big eight, a big zero, and a little zero. Could those little zeros be degrees, do you think, Stavros? I don't know. They could be. I wouldn't think so. I'd feel like these might be some kind of... They're very strong angles. Yeah. Yeah, what, ah. what that, that would make 45 degrees, 90 degrees, mm. 180 degrees. I agree. I'm, I'm with you on this one, Gregory, as well. I look around the room looking for things that we can turn. All right, so things that have degrees associated with them. Uh, this is this is your job. Degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are degrees. There are not forty-five of them though, nor ninety, nor one hundred and eighty. So, I'm gonna, what do you think? I'm, I'm going to go up to each of the degrees anyway and try and turn them on the wall. You could do so. I mean, they're hanging off little strings, so it's not that successful. All right, well, I'd take them down and check out their <laughs> backs while I'm at it. You're welcome to do that, but you don't find anything interesting. Yeah, you turn them 180 degrees and they just fall. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst Gregory is, is um, uh, looking at the degrees, 
um, my first instinct is to go to the dentist chair because mm-hmm. I feel like that can be angled, you know, at, for the patient or for this just the normal for the, the patient, wheelie, the, the patient's uh, reclining the patient's chair. chair, the long requi- reclining chair. All right, and angle that at a forty-five degree angle. And see what happens. All right. Can you give me a description of how you would do that? So exactly? I go over to the little dial yep. with the buttons that, that control the uh, uh-huh. the chair and just start fiddling with it. And... So you know how most computer chairs work where you sort of pull a lever, but you have to use your own oh, momentum yep. or push to make it work? It's the same sort of thing here. Okay. So if you pull that, which is 45 degrees to you? So if the... straight out flat is 180. So the chair and then the back is about... So yep. you need to crunch your body tighter. Yeah, you got Make yep. it like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> All right. The chair doesn't really want to go that way, but yep. with a bit of force, it does go there. Okay. Go on then. Um... <laughs> you successfully push the chair to 45 degrees. Now I have a, a slightly sore back. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Leaning forward to... <laughs> I mean... Your dentist's going to enjoy it, but your chiropractor not so much. <laughs> okay, so now that now that I've angled the chair to uh, forty five degrees, I think okay. Well, the next the next number is ninety degrees, so angle it back to a perfect right angle. Your back feels a bit more relief at this, and yep. the chair goes back to a more comfortable position. And now that we've done that, you know, there's no harm in pushing it all the way back to one eighty degrees. You so lie back down flat. Lie back down flat. So it doesn't sound like what you did was very good for the chair. Yes. In fact, after you've tilted it to that 180, you hear a metallic clang come from underneath it. You duck down to look and you see that from some hiding spot in the bottom of the chair, a tiny spanner has fallen out. Mm. That's a good find. (laughs) Add it to your inventory. Yeah. There is also still another thing that you haven't looked at, just one last thing. So you looked at the cupboard under the sink and the bench, but there was another double doors cupboard under the books and things. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Gregory, will Just you do the honors? Sure, you've seen it. Sure, I'll uh, go check out those double cabinets underneath the books. Cool. So yeah, there was one cabinet under the sink that opened and didn't really reveal much of interest. But in the under cupboards under the books, it's double doors, and it's locked up tight with a padlock. Almost as if we could maybe use the spanner we just found. The spanners unlock locks. To beat it to death. <laughs> I think we just need to go destroy everything like we were forewarned not to. Hey. It was a trick. It was, we were giving you a th- throwing you off the scent. Exactly. The only solution is to break everything. <laughs> How big is the spanner approximately? It's small, but it's functional. The biggest thing I, I, I would think you can adjust with a spanner is, is uh, piping. So let's go have a look at the sink and see if the spanner is big enough to adjust any piping underneath the... The main sink. You open the under cupboard the, of the non-mobile sink, and the pipes there look like the spanner could work quite perfectly to unscrew a few bits and pieces. Let's start dismantling. The bits come out easily. You pull a segment of pipe away, and along with a small stream of water, a small silver key falls out of it. Uh, interesting. Yes. Now we're on the right track. <laughs> well, where, where did we need a key for before? So there was the cabinet under the, the desk... I'm sorry, under, under the, the books. Under the, the books and there was that the, had a the first aid as well. Yeah. yeah, first aid had a bit of an old-fashioned lock. So maybe we could first of all try and see if the key matches up with that padlock underneath. If the key does fit into the cupboard under the books. It turns, you pull on the doors, but nothing happens. They don't budge. Oh. You look closely and you realise that the lock wasn't the only thing holding it shut. There's some sort of glue, some insanely strong adhesive that you can't force your way through. 
That we would never in our life be able to force our way through. You would never in your this life is... be able to force your way <laughs> this through. This is some Tarzan's grip. You know, this is keeping this thing closed. Oh. Well, I know from having been to dentists and orthodontists and whatever, sometimes they have you know, some kind of tool for, you know, melting my glue. Teeth. <laughs> Not melting teeth, but, but like melting mm. the glue that it affixes... You know, orthodontic. Orthodontic yeah, it seems like stuff. there could be something that would work for that. But if it were going to be anywhere, you get the feeling it would probably be in a medical sort of mm. cupboard. I think we should turn our directions to uh, other places. Mm. What does the spinous thing mean, do you think? Well, I think it could be maybe a password for the computer. So just to recall when you found that... Um, so you found that in the bloody sink. Someone had written it in the blood yes, in that's right. blocky letters, the way like the way numbers are on a calculator. Mm. Fifty-five, or maybe fifty-one. Um. Nips. <laughs> fifty-one clearly, nips. That clearly says nids. Nids. <laughs> the eyes could be ones or eyes, but the N and P you wouldn't They're think could stuck. be other things. Yeah. yeah. Well, have we have we tried? Typing it in as a password onto the computer yet, or...? You have not? It does not succeed. Okay. It doesn't strike you as a very good nickname. Yeah. Hey, Spinners! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It doesn't seem relevant to the x-ray machine, but even having said that, I'd, I'd like to try fiddling with the x-ray machine and see if I can... You can. It's, it's a struggle. It just seems to require a password yeah. that you do not yet have. Okay, I understand. You were mm. very close with your first thoughts with this mm. with this number. Yeah. You turned it upside down and broke it into numbers and letters. Yeah. But you don't need to turn it upside down. All right. Five, one, one, one five. And then we have a P and an N. You also do not need to rearrange it. Maybe like five P, one N, one five. You want to try that on the x-ray machine? It does not work, I'm afraid. What words can you see in that that are real words? Pin. Spin. Spin is? Spin 15. Spin the dentist chair 15 times around. So the wheelie chair this time? Yep. You spin the dentist's wheelie chair around exactly 15 times. Spinning it that much loosens the whole seat like it's unscrewing and as it whirls around and around, something comes flying out of the bottom of it. It's a rolled up piece of paper. Ah. You unroll it and read the words, door release, look for the hot spot. I feel like at this point I'd give Gregory a big high five for getting this far. All right, let's make a sound effect. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that was door release. Door release. Door release, look for the hot spot. Look for the hot spot. So as a cricket fan. (laughs) If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) We're probably going to need to uh, find a thermal camera which has hot spots Mm. (laughs) for the keypad. Mm. And somehow Mm. there's still actually one thing that you haven't searched. Gosh. (laughs) The... Computer chair. You're, you're right. We are beginners at this. All right. Let's have a look at the computer chair, Stavros. Yes, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, you forgot room. about the computer chair somehow. <laughs> look, I mean, everything else in the room feels quite new. The chair, let's just say it must have a lot of sentimental value for the doctor because without even trying, you can see like three things wrong with it. The wheels have fallen off, so it's scraping across the floor. One of the armrests is lower than the other. And the fabric on the backrest is two completely different colours. Most of it's green, and then there's some random shiny black patch near the bottom. 
Well, I'm going to have to call up an upholsterer for this. It's an embarrassment. <laughs> it offends your eyes. Well, the tiny black little spot thing, let's see if that peels off. No, it's pretty firmly stitched in. All right. It's not a... It's like attempting to peel it off would be a breakage and therefore against the rules. Oh, God. It's just part of the chair now. You've got to live with it. These people. Ridiculous. Am I right, Okay, crowd? now I think you've <laughs> observed everything. So everything is now up to you to either relook at or take actions. Like maybe that, that um, language we couldn't quite figure out what it was. Maybe there's something more to that. The one from Demolac Medical? Yes. Maybe something rearranged. They were some oddly gibberish words. Yeah. What were they again? What was the first word? Eskni. Eskni. Lexesnot. Eriux. Yeah, have fun with these pronunciations. Pusravenoise. Pusravenoise. <laughs> you know, it always bothers me in the morning. There's a crow. It's, got, it's very sick and it screams. It's making all this pus raven noise. <laughs> You're embarrassing. Don't worry, I'll cut it down. I know. <laughs> what would they say backwards? <laughs> <laughs> For those at home, Stavros has turned the phone around. <laughs> he turned the phone upside down to read the words backwards. Well, I don't know. Okay. Everybody laugh. Everyone laugh at Stavros. It's beautiful. It's easier for me. <laughs> no, it's it wonderful. In. G. C. C. In. Seeing? What was that, Greg? Seeing. Seeing. So what have you done there? You've turned... We've reshuffled. We've... we've, No, hold on. We've taken the first three letters and said them backwards. And you flipped them. And the last three letters and flipped them. And you got seeing from Eesgni. And gotten seeing. Mm. That's a word. So the the next one presumably would end in... Maybe if the, the words all cut in half... Let's go with ton. It will end in ton. Snot. So ton, T-O-N. S- no, that doesn't work. S- <laughs> Are you sure it doesn't work? Eskel. Eskel. Sestons. Skeskelton. Eskel. Try writing that out and seeing if it looks, if that helps you at least sort of unscramble. I think it has something to do with skeletons. Skeleton. So. Spooky, scary skeletons? You never know. shivers down your spine. Spooky, so, scary skeleton. that from a meme room. <laughs> <laughs> is that a meme or is that Seeing just skeletons. Seeing skeletons. I'm going with skeletons too on this one. And what was the third gibberish? It looks yeah. like requires. Yeah. I feel like... Sup... Super... Supervision. Supervision. So what this was was them reading the foreign language... Quote on degree number two. Seeing skeleton requires supervision. It seems like this degree, this master's degree, isn't actually a degree at all. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this dentist? Where did he get these degrees? <laughs> I've uh, heard of this. Yale, the Society of <laughs> Skeletons, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, Skull and Crossbone Society, mm. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the full gratification of people at home, uh, that puzzle, you actually take each syllable of the word and swap it around. Uh, Seeing from Eesgni. Or you guess wildly with the letters you yeah. see in front of you until you figure it out. Yeah, is that, that too. That uh, seems fact, like the best approach. And the fun little fact there is Demolac is the same process done to the word medical. Demolac medical is just medical medical. Ah. 
Now we just need to do it to the words Michael and Stevens. <laughs> they don't ah, seem yes. like they make sense to me. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, you do have now have a pretty major clue that you can work with. Mm. However, nothing in this room is without purpose. So degree number two you've now used. Degree number one is still useful. Mm. Natura Ingenium Dissector. Is actual Latin. That is actual Latin. And it is the start of a Nature... real Latin phrase. Nature... I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I think it was grim. Genius. Nature's genius. You are not expected to know Latin <laughs> to solve any of these puzzles. I think we can all go to year seven Latin here. Quintus es puer Romanos means Quintus is a Roman boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gregory. Yeah, that's right. Suddenly, Quintus, the Roman boy, jumps out of the sink. <laughs> you summoned me! <laughs> Executed by Lauren Grant. Awarded to Michael Stevens, Riverwood Dental School, Exelton University. Considering Demolac didn't exist, I'm I'm You're having, skeptical about I'm having very skeptical thoughts about Exelton University. Is there any kind of is there, is there any kind of um anything behind the executed by or the Lauren Grant, you know? Like something about those It does sound like very specifically chosen words, doesn't yeah. it? Michael Stevens was executed by Lauren Grant. Oh, and now God. she'll get you too. <laughs> Clue. <laughs> Those. It didn't really matter who executed it. What mattered was that the first word was executed. Doctor Enamel. The first so letter. The first of each letter line. of each each line on this ah. degree. So first line is DDS. Uh-huh. Second line is Riverwood Dental School. And then Exelwood. Yeah, Exelton University. Exelton, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Natura, whatever, whatever. Awarded to Michael Stevens, executed by Lauren Grant. Dr. Dr. Enamel. Enamel. That seems like it might be a nickname to me, Stavros. Yes. Why don't we Does uh, teeth try have that? enamel? Oh <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and doctor's like a name you could call someone <laughs> who's a doctor. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm, I'm going to go to the computer and enter Dr. Enamel. You successfully log in. I feel like that requires another high five. Another high five for everyone. Right away, a text document pops up. It appears to be a couple of Dr. Stevens' patient notes. You see, Erickson, upper central incisor crack. Mulvus, upper second molar root canal. And Wussel, lower cuspid crack. It sounds like these are not, not so much afflictions, but procedures. Like, you know, it sounds like the doctor's gone ahead and done these things to these people you think that he gave erickson an upper central incisor crack yes oh no that's it stavros we're gonna have to pull out each other's teeth (laughs) well does that count does that count as distraction danny it has in the past (laughs) occasionally i've allowed such things but um do these descriptions would they happen to well i i wouldn't mind having a look at, at these different um molds of the teeth Oh, the model teeth that were sitting teeth. next to the books. Just in case they, you know, might if match any, up. If there's any correlation between. You have a look, and right away you do find one of those model teeth that has an upper central incisor crack, just like the Ericsson note on the computer. So one of its mm. incisors, right up the front, mm. has a crack. You pick it up to get a closer look at that damaged incisor, as you do. Two things happen. First, you get a whiff of a fruity smell. And second, the damaged incisor falls out of the gum onto the bench. Which, uh... Try as you might, it won't go back in. Which fruity smell? Oh, it's hard to identify, but definitely a fruit. 
You're one, of those, you're still, one of those mystery fruits. You've still yes. got a bit of the anesthetic brain going. Your sense of smell hasn't mm. fully recovered. It's like juicy fruits. You don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have a look at this tooth, which fell down. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, really, it's only about two thirds of a tooth because of the crack that was there. <laughs> Try as you might, you can't make it get back into the mold. You just can't stuff it back in there, right? And I guess that's why you're not a dentist. Mm. But apart from that, I don't know, it's just a small... Curved sort of rectangle thing, quite flat. Toothy. Mm. I'm going to pop that down in our inventory. Mm-hmm. I like it. I wonder if this dentist ever installed uh, Jaws-style teeth on ever- anyone, because that would be really cool. Well, that would be really cool. Then you can chomp your way out of the wall, out exactly. of the room. Come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> um, Have a look at the other teeth, just make sure that they don't... The other ones don't seem to match the records you saw on the computer. It seems like you got lucky. Erickson was the first one you read, the first one you tried, and it worked. Worked for what, Danny? Um, worked for uh, what? I feel you, like... You added to your inventory. <laughs> we seem to have, you know, just one x-ray. I'm just wondering, would there be any correlation between that that tooth we just picked up? It doesn't seem it to doesn't. be a match. Okay. Does the x-ray match any of the other uh, documents? It does it? not. All right. So what did you know about this tooth? What were the two things you knew? Uh, when you saw this tooth, you saw what shape it was, mm-hmm. and it's got a fruity smell. We're gonna go have a look at the gas, and uh, why are you going to have a look at the gas? Because it's fruity, and because one of the gas bottles had a fruit flavor. The gas canisters were scented, or the masks were scented. Thank you, Gregory. So just to recall, you go back to those gas canisters, and there were ones like licorice, raspberry, rose, and coffee were the flavors you saw. Maybe raspberry is the one that we, we were smelling on the tooth before. That is a fruit. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> All right. And also, if you recall those gas canisters, you press the buttons to try to activate them, but they seemed like they required some sort of chip or something to work. A tooth chip? A literal <laughs> chip. Would you like to try that out? I would like to try that out. Doesn't work, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you take your broken fake tooth fragment from the model and you stick it in the groove on the canister... A particular canister, the one with the raspberry? Yes. And the ra- you place it in the groove of the canister with the raspberry-scented mask. And like it was designed for it, the fake tooth fits. Wow. You quickly press the little button on the canister and the gas mask attached to it starts fogging up with hot raspberry-scented gas. You better turn it off before it runs out. But if you can think of anything to do with it besides sniff it. Well, it seems like we're going to die here, Stavros, so let's get high on gas. <laughs> Not yet, Gregory. I feel like... That hot gas might have something to do with our hotspot for our door release. Look for the hotspot. I think the the first thing I'd like to do is just, you know... What if it's like, have you seen those, like, wax uh, dried uh, signs which you can do on the street? (laughs) I think that before you do this, you should try to solve the other clue that you've got. Because otherwise you'll be searching around. Seeing skeletons requires supervision. Supervision. Seeing skeletons requires supervision might refer to the x-ray, because you use an x-ray to see a skeleton. Like, literal supervision. Oh, nice. Like, Like, supervision. Cutting that word in half. Supervision. What was the password needed for the x-ray? It needed a password. It did need a password. Uh, So, let's try inputting supervision. That password is correct. All right. Wow. But before you can start pressing buttons on the x-ray camera, the little screen flashes with some words. Procuring image in five, four, three. Before it hits one, you back away, not wanting a massive dose of radiation. It takes a photo of what? You're not sure. 
Then you hear it take another one, and another one, and another, and another one. It takes five photos. When it finally stops, you slowly approach it again, hoping it's finally cooled down. And you see that the screen now has little pictures on it, little screenshots. And it looks like it took some x-ray images of the bench and cupboards in front of it. To your immense surprise, according to these images, inside the locked under cupboard, there is a person. You take a closer look at those pictures, and in each of them the person is holding up some fingers. In the first one they're holding up six fingers, then in the second one finger, then in the third seven fingers, then seven again in the fifth picture. In the fourth picture they're not quite holding up any fingers, it looks more like they're pointing. In what direction would they be pointing? A general straightforward-ish direction. It's a bit hard to Underneath the teeth in the sink. Yeah, this is in that cupboard under the books and teeth. So we have six one seven pointing and seven. Six one seven pointing seven. Could that perhaps be the code for our door? Pointing. So the cupboard is here and the skeleton is in the cupboard. And it's pointing straight forward. It's probably not a skeleton, it's like per se. <laughs> yeah, because it's, each photo uh, they were doing something different. Yeah, yeah. It was a skeleton <laughs> inside of a human person. <laughs> I feel like they're pointing towards the door. 617. Oh, 617.7. This makes sense. 617.7.7. What on earth could that number mean? What could it be? What type of lock was on the first aid cabinet? An old-fashioned key. Uh, key lock. An old-fashioned. It was a whiskey. The <laughs> <laughs> no, key. All right. I, I'm thinking the the gas canister, how it emitted a hot gas. Mm. Would that perhaps be hot enough to melt? Or uh, well, I guess it doesn't really matter that you know now you, that we know what's in the it's safe. Fair enough. You give it a, tr- a try, but <laughs> Wait, they... now, sorry. Now that you know there's a human person I'm locked sorry. in there, you don't need to open it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, listen, there's no rush, okay? No, Where the priority here? 617.7, could that refer to a book? A chapter reference of a book. Even in libraries, they use, they use Dewey, number yeah. reference systems. Yeah, the Dewey Decimal. Yes. Yeah. Now, listeners, you might not know this about me, but I don't spend much time reading. <laughs> Lies, Gregory. Don't be so modest. Well, scanning the spines of the books... You actually find a library book on there with 617.7 on the label. Well done, Gregory. It must be the Dewey Decimal number for dentistry. This particular book is full of pictures of dental instruments, both the common ones and ones you've never seen, and only after a very significant search, because you know that something important must be in here now, one catches your eye. It's an old-looking device. looks like a cross between a hook and a corkscrew, and it's called a dental key. Doesn't look like any key you've ever seen, but. Eh. Alright, let's um, have a look at the dental tool. The instruments? Yeah. There is one that looks like a newer version of that dental key. Let's grab it and try it on the first aid cabinet. It takes a few tries because, you know, it's not a real key. It takes a bit of wiggling, but eventually the cupboard swings open. Inside, you mostly see typical first aid materials like band aids, alcohol wipes, and the like. But behind those are a few stronger things. You've got your heavy-duty bandages, your painkillers whose names you can't pronounce, and you've got some industrial-strength solvent. Well, solvent obviously is something which Stavros might have been referring to when he was trying to melt the glue before. Yes. Mm. So uh, let's uh, grab the solvent. I shove Gregory out of the way and grab the solvent and go, It's mine! <laughs> 
my precious. I drink the solvent. We'll never free him. So what do you do with the solvent? Gregory and I, both together as a team, um, holding each other's hands, walk over to the... Um, skipping. Skipping narrowly over to the safe. And it's we... not a safe, it's a cupboard. Oh, it's a cupboard. So we apply the solvent to the glue, to the super glue that was Sure, you put it all over the doors and you watch as the glue melts away. Immediately the doors fly open, almost hitting you, and the person trapped inside comes rolling out. To your shock, it's Dr. Stevens! He's weak, he's shaking, and there's a strip of tape covering his mouth. I <laughs> knew you weren't a real doctor! <laughs> And he's playing trumpet underneath that. <laughs> I immediately try and, you know, tear, you tear the, the um, tape off tear his the mouth. Tape off of Dr. Stevens he mouth. starts gasping and in a very breathy voice he says, Oh, she didn't hurt you. He tries to stand up but he collapses almost immediately. He turns to one of you and says, I just put you down for your procedure. She, she just stormed in. She attacked me, stuffed me in my cupboard, and said she'd be back with her friends later. How long has it been? We, we've got to get out of here. I am a little bit shocked and speechless, but I asked Dr. Stevens, how, how can we get out of here? Oh, he shakes his head and he starts sort of babbling a little bit, saying, look, just help, help get me out before she comes back. She, she did something to my door. I, I don't know what the password to that lock is. I backhand him. Great you please. do so. Gregory, snap out of it. (laughs) Your slap starts to have a bit of an effect on him. He wipes the sweat off his forehead and he points to one of the other books on the bench above him. She she grabbed that one right before locking me up. I don't know why she wanted it, but I I heard her reading a few words aloud. You hand him the book that he's referring to and he faintly flicks to a page towards the end. You read the first couple of sentences on the page. Often, only every third issue that comes up is relevant. In dentistry, a patient's third complaint will be the most important. In carpentry, the third mechanical oddity is the first that needs fixing. I think the first thing to point out would be violence is a means to an end. That's what the backhand came up with a solution for us. That's it. You need some clues, you just slap people. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So the book is saying that the third complaint is the most important. The third. So the desk chair still hasn't been used and it has many faults three in fact it has very worn fabric it has grinding like it's it's missing wheels Mm -hmm. yeah so as i said it was missing its wheels so it grinded along the tiles Mm -hmm. one of its armrests was i think lower than the other Mm -hmm. and it has this mismatched funny shiny black fabric what would happen if we gas that fabric with the strawberry gas why would you gas gas some fabric well because it might be thermoreactive oh so the hot gas you'll get a reaction from the yeah from the like like your old tarzo thingies yeah like the little you'd rub them i did used to have some collectible cards where if you rubbed things it revealed secret messages you want to try that yeah let's try that gary all right we try that Almost instantly, the fabric begins to change, and it's as if the blackness is fading away, giving rise to real colour. Words are forming... uh, not quite words. Letters. There's a really long string of letters. F-L-B-A-R-L-X-N-E-N-A-A-C-A-C-N-Z-H. It looks like a very long word. Fulbar Luxnacknackow. That's it! 
It's done. F L B A R L X X N E N A C A C Sorry about my handwriting. N Z H. Dr. Stevens, by the way, he's passed, he's, well, semi-passed out on the reclining chair now. He went to a lot of effort to get up on the reclining chair, Danny. He dragged himself. Don't you disparage the man. (laughs) Goodness, like. He made it through possibly dental school with the nickname Dr. Enamel without getting killed for it. (laughs) And now some woman has stuffed him in his own cupboard. (laughs) We got him. Dr. Stevens is in no time for all of us. I think having, having kind of, uh. I'm just going to apply, well, try at least to apply that same um, syllable idea and see if I can make out any words. <laughs> so what this. syllable is frabox? <laughs> yeah. That said, you are not wrong to try applying a previous, a slightly previously used idea. Do we want to try and see... No, that won't work. Writing it out like spinners. Ah. Yeah, no, that's way too long. <laughs> well, first of all, do we know how many digits the code is to actually... No, but if you try just, you know, randomly pressing things you. until it stops, it stops at 10. 10. It will not allow you to do more than 10, more so it's 10. definitely 10 or fewer. So what it definitely can't be right? all of those letters. There's a significant amount of A's. There's a significant amount of N's. There's a significant amount of L's. I'm just just, just uh, throwing ideas around. That whole thing about the third problem being the third thing what if it was every third letter so it would be bleach b-l-e-a-c-h that's a great Foo Fighters album I mean Nirvana album damn it <laughs> <laughs> don't want to say it again but let it do it <laughs> alright let's input bleach into the keypad it works the keypad comes up with a little green light allowing the door to open you wrench it all the way open and are met with the sweet sight of the lobby. And whoever this mysterious woman after Dr. Stevens, she's nowhere to be sight, thank God. You burst out onto the street. Dr. Stevens can't stop babbling his thanks nor clinging to your arms. You don't think he's going to let go for a very long time. I'd, I'd probably stop and try and call the police, but... Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, you, you haven't even asked him what's going on, so... What's, Who even knows? What's going on, yo? He will gradually, <laughs> slowly babble out an explanation that this person who was after him was his bookie that was giving him sort of inside tips and information in exchange for free dental work. And that just led him into a very unfortunate situation. That's a bad trade. Inside tips are worth a lot more than that. It was, it didn't go well for him. She wasn't giving him the best inside <laughs> tips. He fell horribly into debt with some very horrible people. So she and her friends were coming to do unsayable things to him. Well, I reckon we should lock him back up and leave. He deserved it. (laughs) I'm just so relieved to get out. I feel like at this point, I leap into the air. Gregory and I both leap into the air and high-five each other. Well, since Dr. Stevens was holding onto your arm, he sort of collapses as you do that. That's and fine, he's, Sorry, Dr. he starts Stevens. crying. Congratulations. You made it. You made Yay. it out of the Yay, well Bizarre. done. And your time was... 60 minutes and 15 seconds. We did well it done. <laughs> yeah, good work. Lovely. How did you feel? Did you feel smart? Or the opposite of smart? The opposite of smart. I feel like there are highs and lows in there. At some points I was like, what the dickens am I doing? And other points, I was like, I'm so smart. If I was, you know, trapped in a... That tends to be the way that escape rooms go. Yeah, if I was ever trapped in a real situation, I'd feel a lot more 
confident in my abilities. Yeah, well, to know. Maybe this can be a nice uh, intro into the whole thing for you. You can go around. There's plenty of physical escape rooms in Sydney you can go check out and and see what they're like. I think you guys have only added to my horrifying fear of dentists with this, and <laughs> I shall live with it forevermore. I don't Good. think that that dentist in the end was particularly frightening, though. Yeah, you should be afraid of bookies. Ah, ah that's true. All right, time to go gamble. Yeah. Uh, so that was really lovely. We'll finish off with an introduction into our next room, but... If you're interested at all in following up with any other projects that Greg's doing, too bad, Greg has no projects, he's a terrible person. But Stavros, <laughs> uh, Stavros, uh, you, have a, you have a band, you're, you're a musician. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm a vocalist in a metal rock band called Snow Leopard, and uh, we're, we're based in Sydney, and we have a few shows coming up. Feel free to come and check us out, and hit up our Facebook page, just type in Snow Leopard into your, into your search bar, and search for the one with two umlauts above the, above the O, and you'll find us. Please feel free to have a look and give us a like. Lovely. And we've replaced our outro music this episode with a thematically appropriate clip of a Snow Leopard song. Danny, would you like to give us a sneak preview for what will happen in the next room? So this one I previewed as one of the scariest places that everyone hates. The next room has a certain object in it that plenty of people, myself particularly included, are terrified of. Especially when it does things that it does not naturally supposed to do. Give it out to you! Never, never, never back and win the walk. Another walk, it's decided to run.